everybody, welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. This is our official first episode, our debut, if you will. My name is KG, and today my co-host Eugene and I will be sharing a little bit about who we are, how we became professional wrestling fans, how long we've been watching professional wrestling. We'll also share the impact that it has had on our lives and basically go on a nostalgia trip, if you will, and sort of unpack some of our most cherished moments, especially those relating to the business. And so if that sounds like something interesting to you, let's get into the episode. So let's get right into it. Let's not waste the people's time. Um, can you just introduce yourself? Give us a quick intro as to who you are and and how you got into wrestling, basically. Okay, no problem. I go by the name of Eugene. Nickname, you can call me a coconut. <laughs> so basically how I got into wrestling is, I'd say around 2009. Uh, an interesting way of how I got into it in 2009 is through the PlayStation game. <laughs> yeah, like I used to play it almost every day. That was my most favorite game. And through that way, I then fell in love with wrestling. Oh, yeah. I remember how popular that game was. Dude, it was so popular. Like, like it was the only game I'd ever play. Yeah, same here. That was... I get frustrated, though. Yeah, that game that it was it was a it was an awesome game. As for me, like for me, the first wrestling match I ever watched was I was four years old. This was two thousand and six, and I had no idea what I was watching. I was watching this Japanese wrestling match. It was Kenta versus Marafuji. These are two Japanese wrestling legends, and they they had this incredible match. It's like thirty seven minutes long. That's the one match that I always go back and watch. Because when I watch it, it reminds me of four-year-old me just watching that match. And so, after like after watching that match, I didn't watch wrestling. Like, I watched the match, and then I was like, okay, this is it's nice, but I'm not interested. And then, uh, a year later, WrestleMania 23... There was this match between John Cena and Shawn Michaels. This was 2007. That was the match where I was like, man, this stuff is cool. Because I saw John Cena for the first time. You know what I mean? Really? That That was was your first time seeing John Cena? That was my first time. 2007, I saw John Cena versus Shawn Michaels. Um, An incredible match. Just incredible match. Um... And that's how I got into wrestling. Like, Well, another way that I'd say I also got into wrestling was there was just like you, there was this one match that I remember vividly. It was on SmackDown. It was Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. I'm pretty sure it was a steel cage match. Oh, man. That match. And Yeah, and if... The loser loss, obviously, then they'd quit WWE. Yeah. So that's one match that I can always remember. Dude, I remember CM Punk had long hair and long beard. No, no, no. This was before the beard. This was before the beard. They also had that ladder match at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, I think it was after that because one of them won that match and then they had to do it one more time. But this one was the deciding one. Yeah, I, I remember. I vividly remember that 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 the the match itself. Just it's it? it's sticking in my brain at this point, dude. That those two matches, they're they're in my brain right now. That though that's how that's how I got into wrestling. Just one match that sticks. It's crazy how you don't remember you don't remember like stories. You just remember the moments, like the matches. One year. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the last match before Jeff Hardy left WWE. I think so. I think so. Yeah, because I think he was arrested around that time as well. So um Yeah, it was a tough tough time for him. Yeah, I think it was that. I think that was that was his last match in the WWE. And then we didn't see him again for seven years. But anyway, we've got a bunch more questions to get into. Uh, the next one is, uh, which show, particularly, which show did you enjoy the most? Because I remember growing up, us WWE fans or wrestling fans in general had a show that we liked more than the other. You had Raw, you had SmackDown. Which of the shows was your favorite? Oh, it's easy. For me, it was SmackDown, bro. <laughs> I guess. SmackDown, same here. Um, because there was a lot of things happening at SmackDown, bro. There was a lot. Yeah, SmackDown was a packed show. Uh, the way I see it is SmackDown focused on the wrestling, whereas like Raw was all about promos and segments and, and entertainment. There was a I was about to mention that as well. Like the, I don't. Everyone can obviously wrestle, so I want to say SmackDown focused more on the wrestling, had more talented wrestlers, and then Raw had people who were good on the mic. Yeah, big personalities. Because uh, SmackDown had the likes of Edge, bro. Had the likes of Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, ah, oh. that group, that those six guys, the SmackDown six, that group of wrestlers, just I don't even know. Just alone in itself, who should tell you that okay, SmackDown was really a wrestling brand. Yeah, and I wish we could go back to that. You think so? Because what what made SmackDown so great? or what made the Ruthless Aggression era so great was Raw and SmackDown were different. You know what I mean? Raw had a theme. It had a... It had... It's had... Like, each show had its own character. You watched Raw, you felt feelings, you felt emotions, and then you watched SmackDown, you felt feelings and emotions that were completely different. Even though it was the same company and they were having the show in the same arena, now... Like you, oh, you had those feelings. They were different. You like you saw athletic on SmackDown. You saw athleticism. You saw crazy wrestling matches on Raw. You had big personalities, people who could entertain, and one of that's one of the big differences. Think, yeah, Raw had more. I'd like to say Raw had more of the entertainment factor than SmackDown. Yeah. But, like, for those who, like, just, like, purely wrestling that watch SmackDown, then those who want to see people just, like, talk rubbish about their boss, like, Stone Cold, they go over there. 
they got over to Raw. Yeah, Raw was Raw was not bad, but it was it was it depended on what you you liked. It depended on your taste. It depended on on what you wanted to see every single week. And for me, that was just incredible matches. So you you liked more Raw than SmackDown at the beginning nah, of your. I was a SmackDown guy. Still am. SmackDown. SmackDown Still all am. the way. Well, uh, the past years have been like I've gone, I've decided both Raw and SmackDown. You know, I've had my moments when I thought Raw was better and when SmackDown was better. Yeah, both shows recently have have sort of picked, have sort of like they're no longer as far apart as they used to be and that's like for me that's a massive shame because now these shows are just the same like if you watch a raw or smackdown they're they're the same it's just a different color it's just different wrestlers and a different color but now these shows feel the same so you don't reckon they have their own identity not a, not as much as they used to back in the day and this I, i'm not criticizing wwe i'm just saying the product has has gotten a little bit like it's gotten it's gotten the same. Everything is the same across Raw and SmackDown. I I'd say that the NXT is a bit different than both of them. Yeah, NXT NXT had that that thing where you were like, man, these um this is different. You can tell that this was different because this was. A morph. It was. It, it felt like a throwback to SmackDown because everything was about the wrestling. The wrestling was number one. You know when they say WWE, it's World Wrestling yeah. Entertainment. The the wrestling part was taken seriously, and that's the difference between NXT and the main roster, especially in the 2010s. That was the main difference between NXT and and. And the main roster, essentially. Yeah, I'd say that even maybe arguably to this day that I like NXT more than I do Raw and SmackDown because, like, you get to see, like, the wrestlers at the beginning, like, when they're trying to find themselves. Exactly. Before they go to the main roster. You get to see every failed character, every single boo that they get, every single you know, thing that they struggle with. And then when they get to the main roster, they are, they're the full package. And then Vince McMahon just buries them. Yeah, that is sad. I'm not going to lie to you. That's so sad, bro. Think of every single NXT champion that went out to the main roster and just got demolished. Either by bad booking. Like, look at Ricochet. Like. Yeah. I, I, I want Ricochet to go back, you know. I think I think a few guys, a few guys on Raw and SmackDown should go back. Yeah, they should go back because they're not getting that much TV time on the main roster. So why not go back to NXT and maybe come up with a new gimmick or something different? You know. Yeah, definitely. I have a I have a very I have a question that I wasn't going to add, but I think I should ask you this. What was that one? What was that one guy or girl who you wanted to see more than anyone else? Like growing up, pro wrestling fan, you turn on the television, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Who was that one person? You didn't care about everyone else. You just wanted to see that one guy. Uh, 
Okay. For me, so it's not it's not necessarily one person. It's a group. Okay. So, well, my answer is still yeah. I'm gonna go with DX. <laughs> DX was generation. Cool. DX were. DX for me. I don't. I don't care who you are, bro. When you turn on the television Monday Night Raw, all I wanted to see was DX, bro. No one else. They were very different from everyone else. They were just causing chaos left, right, and center. Yeah. They were just like DX. DX are so underrated. DX are so underrated as a as a tag team, as a duo, as entertainers. Super underrated. Because I think they're one of the best entertainers. Yeah, because I like to say top ten in in the WWE. Maybe, maybe top ten. As for me, like. For me, it was it was two people, like two people that caught my eye watching WWE growing up. One of them was was John Cena, right? Because he's John Cena, superhero, like Hulk Hogan back in the eighties. John Cena was that superhero guy. You put all the bad guys up against him, and Cena would just win every single time. Cena never gave up. Cena never tapped out. Cena never quit. Cena always it doesn't matter how bad it got it doesn't matter how bad people were beating him up john cena always survived that was the theme that was like the central theme around me watching wwe was when i saw john cena i knew he was gonna get beaten up i knew people were gonna he was gonna sort of fight against um or fight fight the odds essentially but at the end of the day when raw was finished Cena was always on top. Yeah, I think a lot of children or even adults look up to him, bro. Yeah. He's that guy that you're like, man. He's the guy that did everything right. Yeah. And he you, was the top baby face. Baby face for real. Like very such a good baby face. Such a good character. I think when um when Cena changed this gimmick and sort of left this the, the the rapping gimmick, the Doctor of Thagonomics gimmick, and he became this sort of hustle loyalty and respect. Yeah, hustle loyalty and respect. Eat your vegetables, sort of like Hulk Hogan back in the eighties, the good guy superhero, um, the guy who's going to protect everyone. You know, the guy who's going to stand up for everyone and and make sure that you follow the rules and you do the right thing. People thought. He went stale. People thought this gimmick sucks. Like you just, you just went stale. Like you've lost your edge. Where's that character? But we saw then we saw this character develop, and it became an actual thing. Where, like maybe you're thinking this guy is not just putting on an act. Like this is the real him. He is this person in real life, and that's what made fans love him because he wasn't just doing the stuff on TV. He was, he was granting wishes he was visiting kids in the hospital he was doing every single thing that the face of a multi-billion dollar company should do he for me he was the guy like i i never wanted to see yeah. john cena lose you never uh, i uh, there was vince mcmahon's guys i think vince mcmahon would turn to him on every single occasion like on like i'm pretty sure like almost every pay-per-view that he was like uh he was like the main event yeah he main evented most of them most of the pay-per-views centered around like what 
kind of obstacle is John Cena going to have to overcome? You know, how does John Cena recover? I remember his rivalry with Batista. Like, Batista had just broken him, beat him. And he walks into WrestleMania 26, challenging for the for Batista's title. And he beats Batista. And it's like, that's that's John Cena's character. He gets beaten up, but he, he doesn't give up. Yeah, I like what he did when he won the WWE belt, the spinning belt. The also spinning enjoyed title. turning into Monday Night Raw to look at that. Because that was so cool. As a child, that that WWE belt, the spinner title, was the coolest thing in the world. I remember one of our friends in primary school had a replica of that belt. I don't remember who it was, but we went we went into class one morning, I think it was third grade or something, and one of the guys had the replica of that title. And it was the coolest thing in the world. You wanted nothing more than that belt. Yeah. Put in a request with my parents. Listen, I want that I want that championship belt. <laughs> I, I literally I put in a request. I was like, I want that belt. <laughs> did you get that belt? No. <laughs> what did you get? I don't remember what I got for Christmas that year. I ended up having to make it out of a box. Remember the days where you would cut oh. you'd, you'd cut titles out of boxes? Yeah, of course. And you'd paint them, and then you'd walk around, and you would beat your friends up in the backyard. And whoever wanted would keep it until next time. Yeah. Even though they said, don't try this at home, I was trying it at home. I was trying it at home, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that was our thing. Come back home from school, do homework, watch TV, and wrestle for the for the championship. Yo, I'd try and get my homework as done as quickly as possible so that I could go get my belt back. Yeah. Bro, those were the days. Yeah. That was that was a period of my life that sometimes I just think about. I'm like, imagine if I if I could just go back. If I could go back to to those to those days where we didn't have to worry about, you know, school and, and assignments and just watch wrestling. I think those are some of my favorite life memories as someone who 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 just loves wrestling. Those are the moments where like my life was complete. I didn't I didn't want only the only thing you'd have to worry about is getting home and just watching wrestling. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Exactly. But now it's very difficult to do that right now. Yeah. And you know, some a lot of a lot of wrestling fans nowadays are so obsessed with the online stuff. Every single time yeah. you go on the internet, it's online stuff. Day to day, it's like predicting who's gonna win and spoilers and and people yeah, I, leaking. I personally, I don't enjoy that at all. I feel like it takes the fun out of knowing. Yeah, out of like guessing what's gonna happen. Bruh. Because one guy can just go there and then tell you what's happening. It would, it makes you not want to watch what happened. Exactly. It it just makes you feel like you know what's the point? Like I'm not, like I don't hate spoilers, but sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut right and because nowadays you have 
like people inside the company who reveal secrets and reveal reports and it's like fine i get it that's how you make money that's how you 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 make a living but you don't have to plaster it on social media you don't have to put it on every single uh every single story or every single network people like i just want to go back to the days where kayfabe meant something where you know, you could believe a character was real. Like, I believed The Undertaker was real for so long. <laughs> like, I really believed he was dead. And I really believed that he carried an urn. And, I and, and like, I really be- believed he had superpowers. That was me. Like, I'm I, there. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I would now he- you can't really do that. Yeah. Because people will tell you that, you know, that's there's no way that's happening it's just a character on tv but back then they couldn't tell you nothing bro you believed it with all your heart i heard the gong i hear the gong on smackdown live and i'm running to the kitchen yeah or, or, or behind the sofa yeah when the when the screen goes dark oh damn you're not even asking yourself what's going on you're like oh the dead man is here and you just you like that person like the person who ever like, whoever met Undertaker Angus, like, is in trouble. <laughs> I remember Teddy Long, though. Remember Teddy Long? Oh, player, player, player. Player, player. <laughs> Dude, that, that was... Bro, and it, that was his... His catchphrase was, was, you're going to have a match with The Undertaker. And whoever was whoever was having to face The Undertaker in that episode was just shattered, bro. You could see the look on their faces. Yeah. Bro. There's, there's so much to go back and watch and just relive all the moments, relive so much of the moments. And I, and I'm, and I know there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this and, and, and feel exactly how we feel about wrestling, especially if you've been a fan for many years like we have. There's just this incredible power of nostalgia, of going back, uh, going back to those days where life was just simple. You didn't have to worry about so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of nostalgic things, songs. There's like there are certain songs in wrestling that just you you heard that song and you were like, man. Sing along, bro. I'd sing along. I'd sing along. I'd replay it in my head. What was the what was that song for you? Uh, for me, it was two. Cool. Once again, it's DX Generation. How could you not like that song? The entrance, the lights, like the entrance, the lights, the glow sticks. The green lasers. Yeah. The green lasers. So awesome. Break it down. Like you can't not love the DX. DX. People put so much emphasis on Triple H and Shawn Michaels as individuals where it's like Shawn Michaels had a great singles career and Triple H had a great singles career but you'd watch the stuff they did in the DX and whenever you mention the DX people will always go wow you weren't in the attitude era you should have seen the attitude era where there were essentially no rules they have the best catchphrase ever they have one of the best catchphrases ever and not just in wrestling just like in media in like in history Easily. Easily. One of the best catchphrases ever. I don't care what, what catchphrase you've heard elsewhere. Like if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it. That is a cat bro. Suck it. 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 Suck it.
Who doesn't want to say that? Bro. In fact, after this recording, I'm going to go watch DX videos. Because, like... <laughs> I'm gonna go watch DX videos because that's that's how nostalgic I feel right now. I'm gonna go. I'm, you also got me the movies. I now I wanna go watch like their funniest moments. Just same I, here. I always watch it, but now I wanna go watch it again. Same here, bro. There's just there's just this feeling where you know, like this is so incredible. Like they were I, rebels, basically. They, they were rebels. rebels. And go back and you watch all those different moments and you just, like, I get that people, like, a sticking point for most people is that, yes, wrestling is predetermined. It's a story, right? It's a story which has an ending and it's been predetermined and most people know it's going to happen, but it's still fun to see everything come come together. Exactly. There's a difference between knowing what's going to happen and then actually seeing it happening. You don't know how it's going to unfold, but you know how it, who wins and who loses. But it's part of the journey, man. Like, enjoy the journey. You already know the result. Why don't you at least enjoy the journey? Yeah. Okay, back then, we didn't know the result because we didn't know what was going on. But I oh, get yeah, what you we mean. Were just through our screens. We were just seeing, like, what we would hope to happen. We were hoping that it would happen. Yeah. Definitely. And then another another song that sticks in my like an entrance theme song was Shawn Michaels, bro. <laughs> sexy boy. Yeah, sex, I'm just the sexy boy. Sexy boy. There, you know how many remixes? There are remixes of these songs on the internet. You will not believe how many songs. Catchy. It's so catchy, bro. For me, for me, there was one song, and. Like, it's kind of a weird one, but uh, Chris Jericho, Break the Walls Down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love that song. song. I love... When he, when, when he moved to AEW, I thought he would never be able to top, to top that song. And even that, like, if you listen to Judas, and you listen to that, and you listen to that song, like, Judas is a great song, but just for nostalgia's sake, Break the Walls... Break the wall. Was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm actually laughing at the fact that how pumped up I get that entrance songs. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing to just to think about it. Well, yeah, before I'd listen to actual music, I was just listening to entrance songs. They would just stick in my head. Yeah, like I used to download stuff on. I used to download songs to add to my phone to to my to the playlist on my phone, and like ninety percent of them were wrestling theme songs. I don't blame you. Like, I don't blame you at all. Like, I, I, yeah, I'd have a few songs. I would have a song from, from from Drake here and there, but most of my playlist was just WWE from start to finish. I downloaded all the songs. You know what amazes me? What? How easy it was for us to learn those entrance songs. Like, we didn't need to try their hard. That's because we'd watched so much. We'd listened to them so much and watched all of the shows and everything that was going on. We were in that zone where it's like, you know, rest. This is this is it what I almost second nature to us. Yeah, like I remember walking to the shop, or like being sent to go run errands, and all that was in my head was just songs. I was just like, I could rap John Cena's theme song from start to finish. I could. I'm not sure now. <laughs> like, you can't see I, me. 
I could rap that whole song from start to finish. But now, I think I think everyone who's been watching wrestling can rap that song. <laughs> yeah, like even people who never watched a single wrestling show or a single WWE show, they know the song. That's how popular it so is. Somehow, some way, that's how big wrestling is. Yeah. Where it's like you've never seen this before, but you've heard the song and you know where it comes from. Yeah, you can identify the person it came from. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Let's not waste the people's time. Um, can you just introduce yourself? Give us a quick intro as to who you are and and how you got into wrestling, basically. Okay, no problem. I go by the name of Eugene. Nickname, you can call me a coconut. <laughs> so basically how I got into wrestling is, I'd say around 2009. Uh, an interesting way of how I got into it in 2009 is through the PlayStation game. <laughs> yeah, like I used to play it almost every day. That was my most favorite game. And through that way, I then fell in love with wrestling. Oh, yeah. I remember how popular that game was. Dude, it was so popular. Like, like, it was the only game I'd ever play. Yeah, same here. That was... I get frustrated, though. Yeah, that game, that, it, was, it, was an, it was an awesome game. As for me, like, for me, the first wrestling match I ever watched was... I was four years old. This was 2006. And I had no idea what I was watching. I was watching this Japanese wrestling match. It was Kenta versus Marafuji. These are two Japanese wrestling legends. And they they had this incredible match. It's like 37 minutes long. That's the one match that I always go back and watch. Because when I watch it, it reminds me of four-year-old me just watching that match. And so after... Because, like, after watching that match, I didn't watch wrestling. Like, I watched the match, and then I was like, okay, this is it's nice, but I'm not interested. And then, uh, a year later, WrestleMania 23, there was this match between John Cena and Shawn Michaels. This was 2007. Yeah. That was the match where I was like, man, this stuff is cool. Because I saw John Cena for the first time. You know what I mean? Oh, really? That, that was, was your first time seeing John Cena. That was my first time. 2007, I saw John Cena versus Shawn Michaels. Um, an incredible match. Just incredible match. Um, and that's how I got into wrestling. Like, Well, another way that I'd say I also got into wrestling was there was just like you. There was this one match that I remember vividly. It was on SmackDown. It was Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. I'm pretty sure it was a steel cage oh, match. Oh man, that match! And yeah, and if the loser lost, obviously then they'd quit WWE. Yeah. So that's one match that I can always remember. Dude, I remember CM Punk had long hair and long beard. No, no, no. This was before the beard. This was before the beard. They also had that ladder match at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, I think it was after that because one of them won that match and then they had to do it one more time. But this one was the deciding one. Yeah, I, I remember. I vividly remember that 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 the the match itself. Just it's what? it's sticking in my brain at this point, dude. That those two matches, they're they're in my brain right now. That though that's how that's how I got into wrestling. Just one match that sticks. It's crazy how you don't remember you don't remember like stories. You just remember the moments, like the matches. One year. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the last match before Jeff Hardy left WWE. I think so. I think so. Yeah, because I think he was arrested around that time as well. So um Yeah, it was a tough tough time for him. Yeah, I think it was that. I think that was that was his last match in the WWE. And then we didn't see him again for seven years. But anyway, we've got a bunch more questions to get into. Uh, the next one is, uh, which show, particularly, which show did you enjoy the most? Because I remember growing up, us WWE fans or wrestling fans in general had a show that we liked more than the other. You had Raw, you had SmackDown. Which of the shows was your favorite? Oh, it's easy for me. It was SmackDown, bro. <laughs> I guess SmackDown, same here. Um, because there was a lot of things happening at SmackDown, bro. There was a lot. Yeah, SmackDown was a packed show. Uh, the way I see it is SmackDown focused on the wrestling, whereas like Raw was all about promos and segments and and entertainment. There was. A- I was about to mention that as well. Like the, I don't. Everyone can obviously wrestle, so I want to say SmackDown focused more on the wrestling, had more talented wrestlers, and then Raw had people who were good on the mic. Yeah, big personalities. Because uh, SmackDown had the likes of Edge, bro. Had the likes of Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, ugh. That group, that those six guys, the SmackDown six, that group of wrestlers. Just, I don't even know. Just alone in itself should tell you that, okay, SmackDown was really a wrestling brand. Yeah, and I wish we could go back to that. You think so? Because what what made SmackDown so great or what made the Ruthless Aggression era so great was Raw and SmackDown were different. You know what I mean? Raw had a theme. It had a, it had, it's had, like each show had its own character. You watched Raw, you felt feelings, you felt emotions, and then you watched SmackDown, you felt feelings and emotions that were completely different. Even though it was the same company and they were having the show in the same arena, now, like you, oh, you had those feelings. They were different. You like you saw athletic on SmackDown. You saw athleticism. You saw crazy wrestling matches on Raw. You had big personalities, people who could entertain, and one of that's one of the big differences. Think, yeah, Raw had more. I'd like to say Raw had more of the entertainment factor than SmackDown. Yeah. But like for those who like just like purely wrestling that watch SmackDown then those who want to see people just like talk rubbish about their boss like Stone Cold, they go over there. 
they got over to Raw. Yeah, Raw was Raw was not bad, but it was it was it depended on what you you liked. It depended on your taste. It depended on on what you wanted to see every single week. And for me, that was just incredible matches. So you you liked more Raw than SmackDown at the beginning nah, of your. I was a SmackDown guy. Still am. Smackdown. Smackdown all the way. Well, uh, the past years I've been, like, I've gone, I've decided both Raw and Smackdown. You know, I've had my moments when I thought Raw was better and when Smackdown was better. Yeah, both shows recently have, have sort of picked, have sort of, uh, like, they're no longer as far apart as they used to be. And that's like, for me, that's a massive shame because now these shows are just the same. Like if you watch a Raw or SmackDown, they're they're the same. It's just a different color. It's just different wrestlers and a different color. But now these shows feel the same. So you don't reckon they have their own identity? Not a, not as much as they used to back in the day. And this, I, I'm not criticizing WWE. I'm just saying the product has has gotten a little bit like it's gotten it's gotten the same. Everything is the same across Raw and SmackDown. I I'd, I'd say that the NXT is a bit different than both of them. Yeah. NXT NXT had that that thing where you were like, man, these um this is different. You can tell that this was different because this was a morph it was it, it felt like a throwback to SmackDown because everything was about the wrestling. The wrestling was number 1. You know when they say WWE it's World Wrestling yeah. Entertainment. The The wrestling part was taken seriously. And that's the difference between NXT and the main roster, especially in the 2010s. That was the main difference between NXT and and, and the main roster, essentially. Yeah, I'd say that even maybe arguably to this day that I like NXT more than I do Raw and SmackDown. Because, like, you get to see, like, the wrestlers at the beginning, like, when they're trying to find themselves. Exactly. Before they go to the main roster. You get to see every failed character, every single boo that they get, every single, you know, thing that they struggle with. And then when they get to the main roster, they are they are the full package. And then Vince McMahon just buries them. Yeah, that is sad. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> That's so sad, bro. Think of every single NXT champion that went up to the main roster and just got demolished. Either by bad booking. Like, look at Ricochet. Like. Yeah. I, I, I want Ricochet to go back, you know. I think I think a few like- guys, a few guys on Raw and SmackDown should go back. Yeah, they should go back because they're not getting that much TV time on the main roster. So why not go back to NXT and maybe come up with a new gimmick or something different, you know? Yeah, definitely. I have a, I have a very, I have a question that I wasn't going to add, but I think I should ask you this. What was that one? What was that one guy or girl? Who you wanted to see more than anyone else. Like growing up. Pro wrestling fan. You turn on the television. Monday Night Raw or Smackdown. Who was that one person? You didn't care about everyone else. You just wanted to see that one guy. 
Okay. But for me, so it's not it's not necessarily one person. It's a group. Okay. So, well, my answer is still yeah. I'm gonna go with DX. <laughs> DX was cool. DX were DX for me. I don't I don't care who you are, bro. When you turn on the television Monday Night Raw, all I wanted to see was DX, bro. No one else. They were very different from everyone else. They were just causing chaos left, right, and center. Yeah. They were just, like... DX, DX are so they underrated. DX are so underrated. As a as a tag team, as a duo, as entertainers, super underrated. Because... Well, I think they're one of the best entertainers. Yeah, because... I'd like to say top 10 in, in the WWE. Maybe. Maybe top 10. As for me, like... For me, it was it was two people, like two people that caught my eye watching WWE growing up. One of them was was John Cena, right? Because he's John Cena, superhero, like Hulk Hogan back in the eighties. John Cena was that superhero guy. You put all the bad guys up against him, and Cena would just win every single time. Cena never gave up. Cena never tapped out. Cena never quit. Cena always it doesn't matter how bad it got it doesn't matter how bad people were beating him up john cena always survived that was the theme that was like the central theme around me watching wwe was when i saw john cena i knew he was gonna get beaten up i knew people were gonna he was gonna sort of fight against um or fight fight the odds essentially but at the end of the day when raw was finished Cena was always on top. Yeah, I think a lot of children or even adults looked up to him, bro. Yeah. He's that guy that you're like, man. He's the guy that did everything right. Yeah. And he you, was the top baby face. Baby face for real. Like very such a good baby face. Such a good character. I think when um when Cena changed this gimmick and sort of left this the, the the rapping gimmick, the Doctor of Thugonomics gimmick, and he became this sort of hustle, loyalty, and respect. Yeah, hustle, loyalty, and respect. Eat your vegetables, sort of like Hulk Hogan back in the eighties, the good guy superhero, um, the guy who's going to protect everyone. You know, the guy who's going to stand up for everyone and and make sure that you follow the rules and you do the right thing. People thought. The, he went stale. People thought this gimmick sucks. Like, you just you just went stale. Like, you've lost your edge. Where's that character? But we saw, then we saw this character develop. And it became an actual thing where, like, maybe you're thinking, this guy is not just putting on an act. Like, this is the real him. He is this person in real life. And that's what made fans love him. Because he wasn't just doing this stuff on TV. He was, he was granting wishes he was visiting kids in the hospital he was doing every single thing that the face of a multi-billion dollar company should do he for me he was the guy like i i never wanted to see yeah. john cena lose you never uh, i uh, there was vince mcmahon's guys i think vince mcmahon would turn to him on every single occasion like on like i'm pretty sure like almost every pay-per-view that he was like uh he was like the main event yeah he main evented most of them most of the pay-per-views centered around like what 
kind of obstacle is John Cena going to have to overcome? You know, how does John Cena recover? I remember his rivalry with Batista. Like, Batista had just yeah. broken him, beat him. And he walks into WrestleMania 26, challenging for the for Batista's title. And he beats Batista. And it's like, that's that's John Cena's character. He gets beaten up, but he, he doesn't give up. Yeah, I like what he did when he won the WWE belt, the spinning belt. The spinning also enjoyed title. turning into Monday Night Raw to look at that. Because that was so cool. As a child, that that WWE belt, the spinner title, was the coolest thing in the world. I remember one of our friends in primary school had a replica of that belt. I don't remember who it was, but we went we went into class one morning, I think it was third grade or something. And one of the guys had the replica of that title. And it was the coolest thing in the world. You wanted nothing more than that belt. Yeah. Put in a request with my parents. Listen, I want that, I want that championship belt. <laughs> I, I literally I put in a request. I was like, I want that belt. <laughs> did you get that belt? No. <laughs> what did you get? I don't remember what I got for Christmas that year. I ended up having to make it out of a box. Remember the days where you'd cut, oh. you'd, you'd cut titles out of boxes? Yeah, of course. And you'd paint them, and then you'd walk around, and you would beat your friends up in the backyard. And whoever wanted would keep it until next time. Yeah. Even though they said, don't try this at home. I was trying it at home. I tried it at home, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, dude... That was our thing. Come back home from school, do homework, watch TV, and wrestle for the for the championship. Yo, I'd try and get my homework as done as quickly as possible so that I could go get my belt back. Yeah. Bro, those were the days. Yeah. That was that was a period of my life that sometimes I just think about. I'm like, imagine if I if I could just go back. If I could go back to to those, to those days where we didn't have to worry about, you know, school and, and assignments and just watch wrestling. I think those are some of my favorite life memories as someone who, who, who just loves wrestling. Those are the moments where, like, my life was complete. Only, I didn't, I didn't want the only. only thing you'd have to, the only thing you'd have to worry about is getting home and just watching wrestling. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Exactly. And it's very difficult to do that right now. Yeah, and you know, some a lot of a lot of wrestling fans nowadays are so obsessed with the online stuff. Every single time yeah. you go on the internet, it's online stuff. Day to day, it's like predicting who's gonna win and spoilers and and people yeah, I, leaking. I personally, I don't enjoy that at all. I feel like it takes the fun out of knowing. Yeah. Out of like guessing what's going to happen. Bruh. Because one guy can just go there and then tell you what's happening. It would, it makes you not want to watch what happened. Exactly. It, it just makes you feel like, you know, what's the point? Like, I'm not, like, I don't hate spoilers, but sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. Right? And because yeah. nowadays you have 
like people inside the company who reveal secrets and reveal reports and it's like fine i get it that's how you make money that's how you 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 make a living but you don't have to plaster it on social media you don't have to put it on every single uh every single story or every single network people like i just want to go back to the days where kayfabe meant something where you know, you could believe a character was real. Like, I believed The Undertaker was real for so long. <laughs> like, I really believed he was dead. And I really believed that he carried an urn. And, I and, and like, I really be- believed he had superpowers. That was me. Like, I'm yeah, there. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I would now hear... you can't really do that. Yeah. Because people tell you that, you know, that's there's no way that's happening it's just a character on tv but back then they couldn't tell you nothing bro you believed it was all your heart i heard the gong i hear the gong on smackdown live and i'm running to the kitchen yeah or, or, or behind the sofa yeah when the when the screen goes dark oh dab you're not even asking yourself what's going on you're like oh the dead man is here and you just you like that person like the person who ever like whoever met Undertaker Angus like is in trouble. <laughs> I remember Terry Long though. Remember Terry Long? Uh, player, player, player. Player, player. <laughs> Dude, that that was bro, and it, that was his his catchphrase was, was you're gonna have a match with the Undertaker. And whoever was whoever was having to face the Undertaker in that episode was just shattered, bro. You could see the look on their faces. Yeah. Bro. There's, there's so much to go back and watch and just relive all the moments, relive so much of the moments. And I, and I'm, and I know there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this and, and, and feel exactly how we feel about wrestling, especially if you've been a fan for many years like we have. There's just this incredible power of nostalgia, of going back, uh, going back to those days where life was just simple. You didn't have to worry about so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of nostalgic things, songs. There's like there are certain songs in wrestling that just yeah, yeah, yeah. you you heard that song and you were like, man. Sing along, bro. I'd sing along. I'd sing along. I'd replay it in my head. What was the what was that song for you? Uh, for me, it was two. Cool. Once again, it's the X generation. How could you not like that song? The entrance, the lights, like the entrance, the lights, the glow sticks. The green lasers, yeah. So awesome. Break it down. Like you can't not love the DX. DX. People put so much emphasis on Triple H and Shawn Michaels as individuals where it's like Shawn michaels had a great singles career and triple h had a great singles career but you watch the stuff they did in the dx and whenever you mention the dx people will always go wow you weren't in the attitude era you should have seen the attitude era where there were essentially no rules they have have the best catchphrase ever they have one of the best catchphrases ever and not just in wrestling just like in media in like in history Easily. Easily. One of the best catchphrases ever. I don't care what, what catchphrase you've heard elsewhere. Like, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it. That is a cat, bro. 
doesn't want to say that. Bro. In fact, after this recording, I'm gonna go watch DX videos. Cause like <laughs> I'm gonna go watch DX videos because that's that's how nostalgic I feel right now. I'm gonna go I'm you also got in the movies. I now I wanna go watch like the funniest moments. Just same I, here. I always watch it, but now I wanna go watch it again. Same here, bro. There's just there's just this feeling where you know like this is so incredible. They like were I, rebels, basically. They, they were rebels. rebels. I go back and you watch all those different moments and you just... Like, I get that people... Like, a sticking point for most people is that, yes, wrestling is predetermined. It's a story, right? It's a story which has an ending and it's been predetermined and most people know what's going to happen, but it's still fun to see everything come come together. Exactly. There's a difference between knowing what's going to happen and then actually seeing it happening. You don't know how it's going to unfold, but you know how it, who wins and who loses. But it's part of the journey, man. Like, enjoy the journey. You already know the result. Why don't you at least enjoy the journey? Yeah. Okay, back then, we didn't know the result because we didn't know what was going on. But I oh, get yeah, what you we mean. We were just glued to our screens. We were just seeing, like, what we would hope to happen. We were hoping that it would happen. Yeah. Definitely. And then another another song that sticks in my like an entrance theme song was Shawn Michaels, bro. <laughs> sexy boy. Yeah, sex, I'm just the sexy boy. Sexy boy. There, you know how many remixes? There are remixes of these songs on the internet. You will not believe how many songs. Catchy. It's so catchy, bro. For me, for me, there was one song, and. Like it's kind of a weird one, but uh, Chris Jericho, break the walls down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, oh, I love that song. song. I love when he when when he moved to AEW. I thought he would never be able to top to top that song. And even that, like, if you listen to Judas and you listen to that and you listen to that song, like, Judas is a great song, but just for nostalgia's sake, break the walls. Break the wall. Was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually laughing at the fact that how pumped up I get that entrance songs. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing to just to think about it. Yeah, before I'd listen to actual music, I was just listening to entrance song. They would just stick in my head. Yeah, like I used to download stuff on. I used to download songs to add to my phone to to my to the playlist on my phone. And like 90% of them were wrestling theme songs. I don't blame you. Like, I don't blame you at all. Like, I, I would, yeah, I would have a few songs. I would have a song from, from from Drake here and there. But most of my playlist was just WWE from start to finish. I downloaded all the songs. You know what amazes me? What? How easy it was for us to learn those entrance songs. Like, we didn't need to try that hard. That's because we'd watched so much. We'd listened to them so much and watched all of the shows and everything that was going on. We were in that zone where it's like, you know, rest. This is, this is what I... almost second nature to us. Yeah. Like, I remember walking to the shop or, like, being sent to go run errands and all that was in my head was just songs i was just like i could rap john cena's theme song from start to finish i could i'm not sure now <laughs> like you can't see I me 
I could rap that whole song from start to finish. But now, I think I think everyone who's been watching wrestling can rap that song. <laughs> yeah, like even people who never watched a single wrestling show or a single WWE show, they know the song. That's how popular it so is. Somehow, some way, that's how big wrestling is. Yeah. Where it's like you've never seen this before, but you've heard the song and you know where it comes from. Yeah, you can identify the person it came from. Yeah. Um, I've got one more. I've got one last question before we wrap things up. And No problem, shoot. Cool. So the question is, and I know this is difficult, but if you can give me three wrestlers of all time, like all time, like your entire wrestling childhood or fandom from the moment you watched your first wrestling show to now as we're recording this podcast. Who have who are your three favorite wrestlers, male or female? Okay, man, that is a tough question, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but like tough questions have to be answered, right? Definitely. So I'm going to go from from bottom to top. Is that cool? That's fine with me. So my number Okay, my number three is I'm going to go with the legend killer Randy Orton. Cool. Simply because, like, he's a heel that you, like, hate. Like, you hate, hate. <laughs> yeah. I, I hated him so much back then. I want, I, all I wanted, I just wanted to see him lose every single match, but he kept winning. Yeah. You just appreciate everything. Randy Orton is a guy that. You love to hate now, but back then you hated, hated him. Like I hated him, but now as I, as like, as I've grown up and and I started to appreciate how good he was. Yeah. Back then you wanted nothing but bad things to happen to him. Like, like personally, like not even just on a wrestling level, even outside of that. Yeah. I just wanted to see him fail. Hated the guy. Just hated the guy. Yeah, number so two. Now, my number two is CM Punk because, come on, I think no one cannot love CM Punk. Yeah, Punk is Punk is I, awesome. I, like, the summer of Punk was just insane. I've never seen anything like it. And to, to succeed where, the in a company, to, I, was, I was about to say, to succeed in a company where like everything was against you. And to do it your way. Yeah. Crazy. Uh is on the mic skills, I second to none, man. The man uh, like I tune in just to hear what CM Punk has to say. Yeah. So now I'm going to go on to my number one. And for me, this is personally, like, my favorite wrestler, like, number one in any list is going to have to be the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, gotta love HBK. From his entrance music to the way, for me, he's the best wrestler, like, all around, he's the best wrestler. The previous two are good in certain things that they do, but when it comes to Shawn Michaels, his overall wrestling game is second to none. One of the all-time greats. He does. He, exactly. He does things so effortlessly. Like, I, there's, 
like this his finisher the sweet chin music i remember i always wanted to swing i always wanted to kick someone in the face with that i got and tempted I, I got tempted a few times like it's just there it's it's easy to do it's super cool so someone who crosses me again is getting sweet sweet chin in the chin <laughs> yeah deal with any situation <laughs> oh man I could go on and on about Shawn Michaels, man. Yeah, we, we could dedicate a whole episode just for Shawn Michaels. But I think, let me give you my three wrestlers, and then we'll sort of see who's got the better list. So, yeah, let's go. For me, at number three, John Cena. Because as a kid, you can't see as a kid, I wanted my wrestlers to be superheroes. And Cena was a superhero. And what made Cena awesome was it didn't matter how far in trouble he was, how badly the odds were stacked against him, how much of a beating he would take. At the end of the day, the winner of the match, the winner of the feud was John Cena. It didn't matter who... And still, WWE Champion, it didn't matter who was in front of him, whether it was Umaga or Randy Orton or Triple H, even the Nexus, John Cena ended on top. And as a kid... He's your number one. He's my number three. Oh, okay. So, like, if I'm saying this about Cena at three, just imagine who my number one is. My number two. Let's move on to number two. For me, my number two has to be Shawn Michaels. Like, he's not my number one. He's not my number one for a reason. There's someone very special at number one. But HBK, like, go and watch his matches. Like, he does not have a bad match. Shawn Michaels does not have a bad match. Go from from WrestleMania 21 to WrestleMania 26. All of them are classics. There's a, there's a reason why they call him Mr. WrestleMania. Six years of classic matches. Seven years. He's one of the all-time greats and deserves to be. Definitely. And so, ultimately, at number one, a man that I have appreciated now more than ever because he came back, because he fought injury. Because he made the greatest return in wrestling history is Edge. Number one. Number one for me is Edge. And I forgot about Edge for so long. But when I started watching Edge in 2008, he was, he like, you know, Edge, like, he was, the, he was my guy. Edge was sleazy. Uh, when he was a heel, he just, when he was a heel, he was sleazy. He was just, he just had that persona. He was just, he was that guy. He was suave. He had it with the ladies. He had this beer. <laughs> he had one of my favorite finishes. He was so good, bro. Um, from a. He did have an amazing comeback. Like the journey itself. The journey itself to get back into the wrestling ring. Like, and it looks like 
looks like he's still guarded, you know. He he's still guarded. He did not lose a step. Did not lose a step. One of the best wrestlers of 2021, definitely. Oh, definitely. If anything, he might have gotten even better. Yeah. His promo skills, dude. Man's cutting better promos than anyone in the roster. He's putting the best matches better than anyone on the roster. I mean, the, the Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins just recently is one of, is my favorite WWE match this year. Super, super talented. Super, super hardworking. He's in incredible shape. Shout out to the Hall of Famer. The rated all superstar. The one and only. Bitch. Is there anything else you'd oh, like to, to add before we conclude this episode? wanting more you know <laughs> definitely definitely and well ladies and gentlemen that's going to be it for today's episode we really hope you enjoyed it and if, and if you did make sure you stick around as we'll be bringing more episodes your way if you'd like to follow us on social media you can do so on instagram at dropkicks wrestling podcast and on twitter at dropkicks underscore sa till the next episode stay safe and god bless Everybody. Welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. My name is KG Sarahe, and today, myself and Eugene, my podcast co-host, are going to be discussing WWE, particularly why on earth the company just released 18 of its wrestlers. We're going to discuss the impact of these releases, uh, pretty much predict where some of these wrestlers will end up, and try and figure out what WWE's ultimate plan is. All of that and more coming up in the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for today's episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, Make sure you give us a follow on social media on Instagram at Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast or on Twitter at Dropkicks underscore SA. If you would like to comment on anything we've said, maybe give us a little bit of your opinion about our analysis and predictions. Give us a DM on Instagram. Let us know what you think and we'd love to talk wrestling with you. And until next time, stay safe and God bless. Welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. Once again, it's KG Sarache. With me, as always, is Eugene. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about AEW, particularly its women's division and the championship picture surrounding Dr. Britt Baker DMD. And basically, we're going to try and figure out who exactly would be the right woman to dethrone the doctor for that championship and try and book the next few months in the AEW women's division. We'll also go through the TBS championship picture as the quarterfinal bracket has already been presented. We'll look at those matches and try to pick semi-finalists and hopefully a finalist as well and see who will be crowned the first ever TBS champion. All of that coming in the episode.
hello everybody, welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is KG Sarache, with me as usual, my co-host Eugene, and in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about AEW, particularly its women's championship picture. We're going to decide who we think fits into the picture, who we think doesn't, and who would be the biggest threat to the champion Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Also, we're going to look at the ongoing TBS Championship Tournament. We're going to go through some of the semi-final or the quarter-final matches, rather, then the semi-final matches, and ultimately, we're going to pick who we think should be the first ever TBS Champion. And if that sounds good to you, stick around for the episode. For this episode, that is going to be it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you stick around as that Survivor Series episode will be coming very soon before the pay-per-view. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so on Instagram at Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast or on Twitter at Dropkicks underscore essay. As always, let us know what you think. Give us an Instagram DM. Uh, talk to us let us know what you would like to see happen in terms of the AEW women's uh, division and yeah till next time stay safe and god bless Everybody, welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. My name is KG Sarache. With me, as always, is Eugene. And in this episode, we're going to address the WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view happening this evening, emanating from Brooklyn, New York's Barclays Center. Uh, we're going to look at the matches on this card. We're going to discuss the feuds and, of course, present our predictions, as always. And also discuss why on earth Austin Theory is in the men's uh, Survivor Series team for Raw and AJ Styles is stuck in some weird battle royal like what's going on with that right we're going to discuss all of those things coming in the episode gentlemen that is gonna wrap up today's episode as always we hope you enjoyed it and if you did stick around we will be bringing tons more episodes your way if you'd like to follow us reach out to us you can do so on instagram at dropkicks wrestling podcast or on twitter at dropkicks underscore essay as always let us know what you think if you've watched survivor series if you're gonna watch survivor series let us know what you think about our predictions about our discussion and we'd love to talk to you shoot us an instagram dm let's talk about this until next time stay safe and god bless Everybody, welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. My name is KG Sarahe. With me, as always, my co-host Eugene. And our minds have been collectively blown after this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. Yes, I am talking about the popular segment between MJF and CM Punk. Uh, 20 minutes of incredible professional wrestling TV 
by two of the greatest mic men in the business today. In this episode, we're going to talk about that promo battle. We're going to talk about the things that both men said, the crowd responses. We're going to have a look at who exactly won that promo battle and all of that and more coming in the episode. Everybody, welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. My name is KG Animo, if you are new. And in this episode, myself and my co-host Eugene are going to reflect on what has been quite an incredible week in professional wrestling. None more so than the epic promo battle between CM Punk and MJF that took place on last Wednesday's Dynamite. Uh... Just an incredible, incredible promo segment. 20 minutes of breathtaking professional wrestling TV, the likes of which will never be seen again. This was absolutely incredible. You have two of the greatest mic men in the world delivering on the biggest stage. We're going to talk about what both men said and try and figure out who exactly won that promo battle all of that and more coming in the episode Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for this episode. As always, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you stick around because the episodes will keep coming. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so on Instagram at Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast or on Twitter at Dropkicks underscore SA. As always, let us know what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like. Maybe you disagree with our picks. Maybe you disagree with something else that we said. If there's something we forgot to mention, let us know. Uh, shoot us an Instagram DM, tweet us on Twitter, and let's talk about it. Till next time, stay safe and God bless. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. My name is KG Animo. In this episode, myself and my co-host Eugene are going to reflect on what was an incredibly decent NXT War Games pay-per-view this past weekend. We're going to talk about the matches and how highlight pretty much our uh, rising stars from NXT's new school. Talk about the War Games match that we saw, as well as answer the question where will Johnny Gargano end up what is next for Johnny wrestling does he go to AEW will he be on the main roster all of that and more coming in this episode so stick around well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for today's episode. If you stuck around, thank you so, so much for listening. As always, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at dropkicks underscore SA on Twitter and on Instagram at dropkicks wrestling podcast. Let us know what you think about the things we said. If you really, if you watch the pay-per-view and want to let us know what you thought about it, do so on social media. Give us a DM, tweet at us. We'd love to talk to you. Till next time, stay safe and God bless. Hello, hello.
Hello everybody, welcome to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. My name is KG Animo. In this episode, myself and my partner Eugene are going to reflect and talk about what was quite frankly a very decent NXT War Games pay-per-view that took place this past weekend. We're going to look at the matches on the show as well as talk about some of the bright young stars of this very fresh and exciting new brand. Uh, We're going to predict where nxt is going to be you know where will this new brand go what kind of heights will they reach will they be as good as nxt 1.0 well if those are the questions you're looking forward to having answered make sure you stick around because that's what is coming in the episode Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be the end of this episode. If you stuck around till the end, we thank you so, so much. We really appreciate every single one of you that listens. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter at Dropkicks underscore essay, as well as on Instagram at Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. As always, let us know what you thought about the pay-per-view, what you thought about our comments, and we'd love to talk to you. Send us a DM, tweet at us, and we'd really love to talk wrestling with you let's let's have a conversation till the next time stay safe and god bless hello everybody welcome to the sa dropkicks wrestling podcast i'm kg animal and as always i'm with eugene and in this episode we're going to talk about the upcoming aew Dynamite Winter is Coming special edition episode, which features four matches. These include Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, and then a no disqualification match between Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. The match for the AEW Dynamite Diamond Ring between Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, and Dante Martin. And then, of course, the big main event putting Adam Hangman Page in his first championship defense versus Brian Danielson. We're going to talk about these matches at length and try and figure out who will come out on top. If that sounds good to you, make sure you stick around. going to wrap it up right there for this episode thank you so much if you stuck around till the end and as always if you'd like to follow us on social media do so on instagram at dropkicks wrestling podcast and on twitter at dropkicks underscore essay if you'd like to communicate with us talk to us do so shoot us an instagram dm tweet at us on twitter and we'd love to talk wrestling with you till the next episode stay safe and god bless